This is Miller's Edge on Tide The Miller's Edge with Christian Miller, two-time national champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is The Miller's Edge. edition of the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. We are presented by the Good Feet Store, America's arch support experts. It is a talking Tuesday, so we will be taking your phone calls, 205-342-9904. We can continue to talk Rose Bowl, Alabama, Michigan, Transfer Portal, that's still hot. So many topics to talk about, we can dive into it. We got you for the next 56 minutes or so, so give us a call. We'll talk about it. Nice day outside. Uh, looking forward to a lot going on this week, and we'll continue to talk about that as practice continues with the uh, football team. But with that being said, we'll go behind the glass real quick. Justin, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm I'm loving the cold. I'm in here wearing shorts, had the window open the whole time. It feels great. Yeah, I, I've got a got quite the the outfit on right now. I've got like my workout tank top, which is like pretty thin, but then in like in, it's layered with this heavy worksman jacket and then i've got like the the workout pants it's kind of kind of a lot going on i'm not gonna lie i kind of got like two different worlds colliding right now but it's a, it's a fashion statement that's that's all you're doing you know it's kind of it's, it's one of those things where you just get to a point where you don't really it's like you care about fashion but at the same time you know what i mean like it's just like who am i trying to impress right now you know when i get to the gym i'm not gonna have all this on but i like from the top up i look like i'm Probably about to go work in the, the factory or something. Got the <laughs> beanie and this this heavy jacket in the bottom. I'm looking like I'm going to the gym, which I am about to go to the gym uh, shortly. But with that being said, definitely a, a lot to talk about uh, as practice continues. I didn't mention this the uh, the other day, but um, I did. I, I went to go work out up at, at the facilities, and they were practicing. So I walked outside and was watching practice for a little bit, and. Um, Man, you know, obviously I'm not diving in too much there, but uh, I will say, you talk about um, energy, those guys had it, man. And it, it was, today's Tuesday, so I think this might have been Sunday. I think this was Sunday. So this probably was, I'm guessing, their second day practice, and they started on Saturday. Um, and and look, look, it, it was it was cold outside, and I know I'm, I'm probably soft now because, look, when I was – when I was playing here, we couldn't even wear sleeves. So, I mean, I I didn't really think much of it. But I'm I'm out there. I mean, I had pants on, a sweatshirt, and I still was cold. But anyway, I say all that to say, uh, and these dudes were out there. They were playing with energy, having fun. Um, so I say all that to say, I mean, we were talking about the mindset of, you know, coming back, getting back in football mode. 
these guys seemed excited to be practicing, right? You know, a lot of guys can kind of come back and it's like, dang, we had a few days to kind of go home and, you know, we haven't practiced in a couple of weeks. We've been working out, but we hadn't really been back in routine. And these aren't normal practices either, Justin. These are camp style practices, right? So these are like the hard nose, long periods, you know, good on good uh, type practices. You know, it, it, it takes a lot physically, mentally. But when I tell you, I mean, these guys were flying around, having fun, a lot of enthusiasm, excitement. Um, it was good to see. And I, I just, I said, I wanted just to say that because I'm like, man, you talk about being in a good spot mentally. That was one thing we were saying. Now, granted, we're also talking about when you go to California, there's going to be a lot of distractions. You also have a little break. These guys are going to get to go home for Christmas for a few days. And then they come back or travel out to California. And then you got to refocus again. But at least right now, I can say, you know, by just being out there for a little bit, hanging out, kind of watch those guys get get after it, man, they, they definitely were, were ready to roll. That's what I was going to ask, if you could maybe give us some insight to how the players next week is going to look. We know they're going to – like, is it only the guys that are local that are going to be able to go home for Christmas or what kind of events get put on? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So Thanksgiving is more so like that. Like local guys kind of can go home just because, I mean, you, there's really not – it's really just like uh, that evening off. You slide to practice up an hour. Because Thanksgiving week, you're playing Auburn, if I'm not mistaken. I'm 95% positive. I just, I'm always doubting myself when I throw out numbers. But, yeah, uh, it's Auburn week. So you, you got a game that week. So you don't really have time. So, yeah, that's normally like if you live within an hour or two, um, yeah, you can, you can drive home and, and go you know home for the evening. But you got to be right back. First thing in the morning. Uh, Christmas is a little bit different. So uh, I had to look. I honestly don't know the schedule. And it changes every year. But at least I'll speak when I was there. I want to say they they wrap up practice this week on a Thursday. But don't quote me on that. However, when I was here, we normally would get like a couple days before Christmas off. We'd leave. Like I remember I flew home. Oh, man. And it was interesting how this worked because they actually – could help you fly home for this. I, I, I always was confused because I remember I was like, dang it, can they actually do that? Because remember, we didn't have an IL. It was a lot different. But they could help you uh, travel, I'm pretty sure. But I'd go home like two or three days before Christmas. But the most unfortunate part was that we'd have to fly back on Christmas Day, which I know it sounds nuts. But yeah, it, unfortunately, we'd always be leaving. We'd leave for our bowl game like the day after Christmas. So we'd have to be back pretty much on Christmas. Now, granted, you could book like an afternoon flight. Like I'd have Christmas in the morning, but I'd have to leave to go to the airport by like noon, right? But I remember having to do that. Then when my family moved here, um, you know, I, I was always around here for... Uh, I, I believe that's what they're doing this year as well. I don't know if it's official, but I've heard the 26 being thrown around is for when they're actually going to fly out to yeah. California. So. That's typically how it works. So you got to come back on Christmas. That's the only thing. It is nice to get those few days um, prior to Christmas to go home. But, that, yeah, that's that's typically the schedule. But, look, that's the price that you pay um, to be successful and to have these opportunities. I mean, when, when I was here, I'll be honest. I mean, luckily my family moved here, and I was around them all the time. But um, you've got that's, what, that's the other side of things that people don't understand when we talk about student athletes. Like, you're sacrificing a lot, right? And it's not just, okay, you're sacrificing time. You can't, you know, get a job. you got to miss out on events and things that some of your friends would be doing. But – you also have to sacrifice things like holidays. You don't have, like, I remember my whole time when I was here, it was almost like once I got out of college, I had to, like, be normalized again in terms of celebrating a bunch of important holidays, right? Thanksgiving, 
all my Thanksgivings while we're here, like I just explained, we're just very like, you know, squeezed in Thanksgivings. And that's okay. I mean, it's part of it. You know, everybody's doing that that's playing, but it's just funny as a student athlete, there's a lot of stuff you're missing out on that you forget then when you're not doing it anymore, you're like, dang. I forgot how it was to have like a regular Thanksgiving or just have a regular Christmas where I'm not traveling, you know? <laughs> are, are you sitting there? You're like, just finished your Thanksgiving meal. And you're like, I got somewhere to be, I think. You yeah, know? when no, I do. When you're, yes, yeah, so when you're here, man, it's like your your thought is, you know, all right, you know, you're enjoying Thanksgiving, but in the back of your head, you're like, oh, I got to get back. You know, we got to, you got to get back to practice. We got this game coming up. But then when you're not in it, it's like, all right, it's kind of nice to be able to relax, watch some football, kind of spend time and stuff. So, Anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I, I didn't mention that um, I was out there and got to see some cool stuff, some of the early guys, you know, being uh, here and, and, and get stuff like that. But anyway, we can talk a little bit more about that. But let's go down to South Kakalaki, as we call it, a.k.a. South Carolina, which uh, most people, I think, know that. If you don't, that's that's what that is. South Kakalaki is South Carolina. Let's go down to South Carolina, check in with the pastor, the pastor of pain, Corey Miller, also my dad. What's going on? What up, boys? Happy Tuesday. Hope hope you're doing well today. Uh, apologize again for being tardy. Uh, I was in Starbucks and waiting on my new drink of choice. <laughs> no, nobody, no, nobody knew. You just told on yourself, man. <laughs> no, no, but, but I got there early. I, my stuff's set up. I'm ready to go. I go in there, and I'm the second one in line order. And I'm looking at my clock and tick, 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 tick. I keep looking and I see all these people come in after me, getting their drinks. Tick, 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 tick. And I'm like, okay, let me say something because obviously there's a mistake. Because normally they used to make my normal drink I've been getting for years, you know, just regular coffee, but with sugar free. But now I just change it. I get a vanilla, vanilla skinny latte with six pumps of sugar free with extra hot zero fat milk and so that's my new based on doctor's orders and everything that i can drink so that's what i was waiting on it's uh you know i take the charge i'm gonna blame it on them even though it was their fault <laughs> but um but uh, that's what i was doing so i got my coffee i'm ready to go i've just been sitting i've been on here for a minute i've just been sitting here listening you talk about practice and what you do during the holidays and all that good stuff which i think is good information for people to know because you really having that opportunity to bring them into players, uh, you know, world, so to speak, and what they do and what it's like playing on a holiday. And I think that's a very, very critical point because, you know, that's that word you use, sacrifice, is huge. And, and a lot of people don't – I don't think a lot of people understand that, right? Because I think they just look at you as a football player and they don't think about your family. They don't think about – you know, Christmas and Thanksgivings and things that's always interrupted or messed up or changed. A lot of guys don't even get to spend time with their family because they don't have that opportunity financially to go or family have an opportunity to come up and cook. And uh, So a lot of guys have to be with other folks or coaches or, you know, things like that. Um, and I know that went way too well. Because I, a first child can be stressful. Are you here? So to make things a little less... Yeah, we can hear you. We, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where, where that came from. But anyway... Um, but yeah, so, but I think that's a good place to, 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 to be and to talk about because that's all a part of that whole mental side of things, uh, that we talked about a week or so ago. And I know Justin, we have a sign from Nick Saban who came on after we got off the air yesterday. Uh, but I always, my biggest concern, I always said that I was concerned about the mental side of things with this football team. I wasn't concerned about, uh, the, 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 the physicality, the, the, 
talent level, I think Alabama's more. And I think the piece you did last night um, was excellent. Uh, I wish we had the time to play that because I think that's that's an excellent breakdown. And I think the people that missed it on YouTube or you still can go watch it, uh, what you did to break down why Alabama will win against Michigan. Excellent uh, breakdown. Hopefully folks get a chance to to um, to check that out. Add the middle on, on YouTube if you want to check that out. It's still up there. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that was all spot on. So, but anyway, it's a lot to get into, uh, even though the analytics, I said yesterday, the analytics says that Michigan has a better chance to win this football game. Uh, I, I don't see it. And again, you know, you get the reset, you got to restart, you know, who who's going to be who, you know, what team is going to show up. Is this going to be a business trip where they look at it as such uh, based on what things have been said and what people are saying? Uh, looks like the mindset is right at practice. You've been out there. You've been around the guys. You've seen the new freshmen that are out there already practicing, won't play, but they're at least getting a chance to practice. Um, you know, so what, what, what are you really seeing, Christian, when you, as far as a reset? I mean, we know what we've seen to start the season. You know, what this team looked like in the summer. We had chances to go up there and watch practice. Um, what, did you see? Well, well, real quick, breaking news, real quick. We breaking some news right now. Uh, this is according to On Three Transfer Portal. Uh, defensive line, uh, five star Overton, LT Overton, uh, from Texas A&M, has committed to Alabama. Yep, I was about to mention that. Um, yeah, LT Overton. He's a former five star recruit, and he, I think, he just was visiting. Tuscaloosa just a few He was just days. there this weekend. He's, yeah. I think he stayed extra days. Yeah, he was just Which here. is good news. Yeah, just here a couple couple days ago. Ends up committing. But um, looking at his numbers while he was at a and I think he was there two years. So, uh, And I don't think he's old enough to have that COVID year. So I'm assuming he has two years of eligibility left. Uh, anyway, with that being said, uh, this past season, I think it's showing he had 17 total tackles. Um, no sacks or... I don't even know if he had maybe tackle for loss. I don't know. I don't really see any on the list. But, um, you know, definitely a, a, a big pickup for Alabama guy that uh, I know they, they obviously like. They definitely probably liked him. Coming out of high school, um, former five-star, so he was highly touted. But I think, you know, him coming here would be a nice – talked about hitting the reset button. It would be a nice opportunity for him to hit the reset button. It's definitely, you know, a position of need. Talk about our defensive line. You're losing guys like Justin Boygby. Tim Smith. I'm pretty sure – I know he did senior day. Um, I don't know if he has an extra year. It gets confusing because some guys still have that COVID year that they could use or whatnot. But regardless, you know, with Justin Boygby leaving, you know, that that true end, right, because in our system, you know, we are base 3-4. We don't necessarily uh, run a lot of, you know, our regular package. Often, however, even when we go to our sub package and we're in nickel, you got to have a, a base end, and it's a lot different – um, than just like your, a, a traditional four three or a four down end, right? Where you guys like a two, 250 pound athletic defensive end. In our system, you've got a jack linebacker, aka your athletic defensive end, who's going to be dropping coverage. Then you've got your big end, aka the Justin the Boygbees, right? He's like 280, right? Big, strong, physical guy. He's going to slide down, play some inside, some three technique, but also athletic enough to have to to, to play in a five technique. Then you've got your big interior guys like the, like the Tim Keenans and uh, Jaheim Otis's, right? Your nose and your tackle. So with that being said, uh, LT Overton is giving you a X's and O's breakdown of how he's going to fit in this system. He's going to play that Justin Boygby role, right? He's 6'5". I think he's listed at 280. 
Um, so very comparable to Justin DeBoigby. So he's he's going to fit in that that role and probably compete for that spot at defensive end where you've seen Justin Boygby line up, who uh, had a really good season, you know, coming off of that neck injury that really uh, threatened his football career, not just season, but career. Um, so hats off to him and the way he's playing. But a big pickup in LT Overton uh, transfer from A&M. But real quick, just to answer your question uh, in terms of, of that mindset and just having the proper mindset, we, we always say it. I mean, yeah, it's just it's all about making it a business trip and, and, and keeping things uh, the main thing, right? You know, there's going to be a lot of noise, going to be a lot of talk. There's going to be a lot of media coverage. You know, Marty Smith, our good friend, and uh, the Josh Pates, and, and uh, what's the guy's name from Fox? I, I can't think of his name right now. But all those guys are going to be requesting interviews. They're going to have the sit-downs. Everybody's going to want to talk to Jalen Milrow and all these players ahead of the matchup, right? You get to the bowl game, it's going to be all the sights and sounds, the, the events, the dinners. Uh, but you got to stay focused and remember why you're there. And that's to, you know, ultimately win this football game to earn the opportunity to compete for a national championship because that's what it's all about. Uh, but answer your question in terms of how our guys look. Yeah, I mean, you know, being at practice, again, you know, I don't like getting into too much, but I'll just say, I mean, these guys were enthusiastic. They looked like they were excited to be out there. That's a big thing. I mean, they're having fun, right? And ultimately, they just look so much more confident now. I mean, as they should be, right? I mean, you're... Uh, all the way down, you played, was it 13 games now? I mean, guys, just you can tell, guys, no one understand their roles. Guys, uh, you know, you see the leadership on display out there. Everybody is settled in very nicely. And, and that's that's exactly what you expect to see, right? I mean, you, you start the season, people are still trying to figure the team out, themselves out. Everybody's <clears throat> trying to figure everything out. And then at this point in the year, everybody should have a, a greater understanding of all those things. And now it's, you know, ultimately, what can I do to perform even better, right? Because that's what it's going to take. When you go to play a good team in Michigan in a playoff game, right, you've got to play your very best. And so that's what these guys are going out there and preparing to do is it's ultimately go out there and play their best performance yet because that's what's going to be needed come uh, January 1st in the Rose Bowl. Alabama closing really great at signing day approaches. Jay Sean Ross, four-star edge rush from Missouri, announced he's coming to play for the Crimson Tide on his social media. And now, Texas A&M defensive line left uh, LT, I don't want to say left tackle, but LT Overton has committed Alabama. Uh, he's a five-star plus recruit in t- just two years ago, a year and a half ago, whatever it's been, 22. He'll have two years of eligibility remaining. We'll talk more about that, about the Tide, about the playoffs, about wherever you want to go. 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. Quick timeout. We'll come back. Calls, thoughts, comments, football, whatever. Right here on the Middle's Edge of the Tide, 100.9, a.m. WTBC, the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Back in a moment. Hey, it's Christian Miller, and we're celebrating Roll Tide. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sunshine in full supply this afternoon, the high at 49. Tonight, another freeze, the sky clear, the low at 29. Then look for a warming trend tomorrow and Thursday. The sky's sunny both days. The high tomorrow, 54. The high Thursday, 58. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 43 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Makes us 
WTBC on the Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. 12.30 a.m. WTBC, Corey Miller, Pastor Payne, Christian Miller, and Justin Jones hanging out here with you for the next uh, about 34 minutes or so on the program. Just breaking news in case you're just now uh, logging on and joining us. Alabama gets another commitment from a big-time five-star plus recruit back in 2022. LT Overton defensive lineman will join the Tide. He played at Texas A&M, a big-time player. I'm sure they recruited him right out of high school, uh, but he chose uh, Jimbo Fisher and the Aggies. Probably a lot of money, but uh, now he comes back to Titletown. And uh, a position of need, one of the places I thought they would go, one of the places that I think they need to upgrade. I know we had a decent year from the defensive line, but let's just be honest. The defensive line has some good players. The defensive line does not have great players. Now, if you want to put Dallas Turner, Chris Bradswell, I don't call them defensive linemen. I call them edge guys. I think they'll be stand-up guys in the National Football League. Yep. Uh, and for those that don't understand the scheme and defensive uh, use, uh, how they use them, I should say, going to be different. I mean, kind of like Will Anderson. I mean, Will Anderson, to me, was a stand-up. I, I played Sam linebacker, which means we called a strong outside linebacker. We had Will, we had Mike, we had Mo. We ran a true 3-4 system with the New York Giants. LT uh, played the weak side. I played the strong side. Sam over the tight end. He always would go to the open side. If it's two tight end sides, he would choose the weak side. But we're stand-up guys, true linebackers. But what I'm saying is when it pertains to Alabama and the system, because they play so much nickel, you don't, you don't hardly see base defense, which means you got – if they're 3-4, you got three D linemen and four uh, four backers, two outside, two inside. Normally, you see a variation of a 4-2-5 with Alabama, four defensive linemen, which the ends being really outside linebackers. They don't have the traditional true ends unless they're in a different system. So when you look at LT Overton, when you look at his ability to play inside, I mean, and maybe defensive end because they list him at about 265, 270, that's normally – your defensive end size in a 4-3. But Alabama plays that variation, which they do a lot of different things. The outside backers don't normally get to be traditional outside linebackers. Even though they drop at times, they'll buzz them out to the flat. They might run with the wheel route, you know, and run a tight end. But typically, they are a true defensive end. Now, that being said, what my point is this, Christian. Alabama defensive line, I go back to your years because that's what I have to go by. There was, it was defensive line you. It was defensive line you. I mean, every year they had two guys first round, right, second round. I mean, the defensive line was studs. They can sit there and rush, they can rush for, right? They can rush, you know, and, and get to the quarterback. They can take away the run because those guys two gap, when I say two gap, the defensive lineman has to has to play both gaps. Normally, you see people that run a lot of uh, stunts and they run a lot of pressure. They are one gap team, and that their, their defensive lineman or linebacker is responsible for one gap. Two gap means I play the guy down the center basically, and I have to be able to take care of an A gap and a B gap. That means I got to hit him, lock out, get rid of, play the run. What Alabama teaches with a D lineman. They haven't had they haven't had big time guys the last three or four years. They had okay guys, but they haven't had no studs that everybody's saying these besides Will Anderson and then this, this year the All American Dallas Turner and Chris Braswell, who are kind of really edge guys. They're not defensive linemen. 
Now they teach them how to play, and you know it better than anybody, Christian, because you play the exact same position. And I used to get mad because you are an edge guy. You are an outside linebacker. You are a guy that needs to be a nine technique, playing outside the shade of the tight end and getting up the field, playing the run, containment, that type of thing. But Alabama uses their guys differently. So what I'm saying is this. The LT Overton, I think, bolsters and helps the D-line of Alabama because they have missed, in my opinion, and I like Tim Smith and I like Keenan. They're okay, solid guys. They're just not great guys. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But my only thing is, I mean, it's it's hard to, to fill the shoes of a guy like Quentin Williams, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, right? I mean, those guys, you see what they're doing on Sundays right now. Um, they're, they're, they're special talents. And so it is hard to, to replace them and fill their shoes. But I get what you're saying. You know, with no disrespect to any of the current guys or recent guys, I wouldn't necessarily list these guys in that same category. And that's okay. Everybody's different, right? You know, that's, and that's no, 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 no shot or no knock. It just it is what it is. That being said, I mean, they have had you know, some good players. Um, Justin Boygby is playing well, right? Byron Young, who ended up being drafted, I think it was at the second or third round, maybe, maybe third round, but to the, uh, the Raiders, um, solid player. And he also is that defensive end uh, in this scheme. So, again, we talk about LT Overton. That's where he's going to fit in. You know, Byron Young, Justin Boygby, that's what my dad is explaining when they do go to that four-two-five look, he's right. One of the def- that's what I was saying. The Jack is their outside linebacker that's playing uh, hand in the ground defensive end or standing up in the mint front, right? And then the other end, who would be in a five or sometimes four eye or three technique, depending on the front, would be the the true end in this system, right? And that's going to be you know probably LT Overton filling the void of Justin Boygby after this year. Uh, again, you got the nose in the, in the D-tackle position. Those are occupied by, you know, Jaheim Otis, Tim Keenan, those two guys, and uh, Tim Smith. Uh, so we'll see how everything plays out after um, this season's all said and done and the guys move on and we'll see who kind of fills the shoes. But LT Overton, without a doubt, if he's you know coming in from the transfer portal, obviously Alabama's pretty picky when it comes to this portal stuff. They don't just take anybody. They obviously like him, and they feel that he can enhance that position. So I think he's definitely going to fill in the void that will be left by Justin Boyby. Real quick, um, you know what? We can go to the phones first. I wanted to ask you just your thoughts on this, which I kind of already know what your thoughts are going to be. I just didn't know if you had seen this yet, uh, but you had mentioned it. So uh, when we were talking on the phone, I think yesterday, Jaden Daniels, he announced he's going to the draft, but he uh, did you catch that he's not playing in the bowl game? He opted out of their bowl game against Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was about to say, I know you already knew that, but then I also just saw Talia uh, Tungavaloa, Tua's younger brother. Yeah, he, plays he, opted out. he just opted out. I just didn't know real quick because we are going to go to the phones. Talking Tuesday, we promised we won't go to the phones, and we got people lining up. We're going well, right. Well, listen, I just didn't man. Know thoughts on that? Because this like is the new world of college football, right? It, it goes back to Christian McCaffrey. It goes back to those guys when they opted out. People was in an uproar, and they want to get ready for the draft and all this stuff. And you know, you got analysts and people saying how awful of a person these kids are and uh, they never was a great teammate. I mean, you know, these people, like I said, I don't even want to get into that. There's a dud here in South Carolina in the upstate, which is like the Spartanburg here that says stupid stuff all the time. And he's even talking about juice wells. I'm like, let's Man, please be quiet. What about him? Lord, help me, about to, him de- help me to deal with it. What, because what about Juice Wells, him going on Miss? Nah, he was just saying how he treated South Carolina and he loved And I'm like, listen, dude, it's about money, unfortunately. And the guy, South Carolina, I love Lenore Sellers, who's going to be a wonderful quarterback, but he's unproven. 
So this guy got hurt. This guy going to play in the National Football League, he wants to go somewhere where he can get catches, right, and money. And, you know, he should never be welcome back on campus. This is the thing some fans, not our fans, but some fans of these idiots say stupid stuff like this that drives me crazy. That being said, I'm not mad at any kid who opts out. Listen, what good is it going to do? Maryland had a chance. Maryland had 12 chances. They had a chance to beat Ohio State. They had a chance to beat Penn State. They had a chance to beat these teams with two of your, uh, two of your tongue of Iloa. They didn't. What good is it going to do for you? I'll go play with my brothers. Is that the typical saying? No. Go. Go, go. go chase your dream. Ain't nothing you can do no more. What's a bowl? Is a bowl game going to mean that much? No. Right? So it's not. If it's college football, you got to win a ring. I'm 100. If not, peace. I'm tired of people saying that they should play. Oh, but then uh, they don't. And I, no. Season that. Listen, you get 15 extra practices, go. You know, let them practice. Well, those that are coming back, let them coach work on next year. But you, if you have a realistic chance, go. Because the bowl game is not going to help you. Everything that you've done over the last few years is on tape. One game against so-and-so who also has opt-outs. No scout, no GM, no coach cares, nothing about that. Go. Work. Get the training. Sign with your agent. Get you some money. Working. So, so for Tua, for Jaden Daniels, and that affected a quarterback, A.J. Schwan, I believe his name, from Vanderbilt, who had 1,400-plus yards and six touchdowns, and the Gamecock fans here all excited. He um, committed to South Carolina. Jane Daniels says, I'm opting out. And then just yesterday, what does he do? He puts on the thing again, I'm committed to LSU. Mm. I mean, this is the world that we're living in with college football. That's what it is. So that, those are my thoughts. We can talk more about it. We're just talking to you. We want to get our people on. We're getting a ton of calls. 205-342-9904. Don't forget, free download, Tide 100.9. And you can ask your questions in there. Justin, let's get busy. I know we got a couple, uh, four or five minutes before break. Let's take some calls. I think Tommy from Ramos League is also here on the Talking Tuesday. Tommy, welcome in. Hey, guys. How are y'all today? Doing, Doing great. well, Tommy. Well, don't you think now bowl game play a different perspective in college football because Jalen Daniel and Talia leaving, that give you time to get the next man ready for spring football and for next fall. Like you said, the bowl game, all that matters is a win or a loss. You know, you get game experience now in these minor bows. I mean, no, nah, I can't blame the, these kids are going. I mean, no. Let them go. I mean, you got quality backup, let them show what they can do. I mean, that's how I look at minor bows. I'm with you. I mean, move on. Yeah. But, I mean, what's it going to do? I mean, what's it going to do? Go, go turn an exciting performance? And I know people might call and say, what about, you know, Bryce Young and Will Anderson last year? I think that was a little different. I think that was more just saving the program, if you ask me. But that's a that's another well, yeah. conversation. Yeah. But Jalen Daniel, the only thing, he done everything possible to help LSU. He won the Heisman Trophy. The only thing he cannot win is a national championship. Why risk it? You know. I agree. I, mean, I wish him... I wish them the best. I really do. I mean, 
That's all you can wish. I don't wish no harm to any. If he was playing Alabama, we were playing Wisconsin in a bowl game, I would wish him the best. I mean, because how we recruit, you just saw it. We got the guy transferring from Texas A&M. We got the kid out of Kansas. Be ready. The next man up. Your time is going to come. You might have to wait a year at Alabama. You might have to wait, too. But your time is going to come. And like you said, they got enough tape on everybody. So, shoot. One more game really not going to make that much difference. Now, it's the next regime. I mean, they're still trying to get that, that Dr. Pepper trophy, which they're going to get. So, I mean, they're, they're in a whole different standard. <laughs> Listen, they they picking up some good players. They go like we talked about. They're going to pick up guys that fill voids, right? They need D linemen, and D linemen is one of those play, uh, positions where you ain't going to have that much time to develop. Christian said they got three five star edge guys. They ain't played much, but I think those guys going to play a lot next year. I, I do. Mean, I believe the old saying: "Still sharp and still," and that's what's going to happen. I'm. You're going to practice. You might not get to play much your first two years, but you're going to get another five-star or four-star, or you're going to SEC or All-American type of player. It got to make you better. I mean, yeah, it definitely makes you better. Tommy, appreciate the phone call, right, brother. Man. Have a great rest of your day, man. All right, talk to you all later. Be good. There right, he goes, okay, Tommy John. from Romulus. We got to hit a break. Ellis, Danny, we see you. We're coming right back to you. Quick time out, pay some bills, as they say. They're going to do that. We'll come back. More of your phone calls, more thoughts on opting out, more thoughts on transfer portal, more thoughts on Alabama versus Michigan. Wherever you want to go, we got you here on a Talking Tuesday. This is the Bill's Edge. Wintertime 100.9, 12.30 a.m. WTBC. It's the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Quick time out. Be back in a moment. Sponsored by good friends at the Good Feet Store, America's Arts Support Experts. Back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. And welcome back to Miller's Edge talking Tuesday, 205-342-9904. Corey Miller, the passer, paying Christian Miller, two-time national champion and captain of the Crimson Tide, and world-renowned producer, Justin Jones. And speaking of Justin Jones, it's just now his time is to shine as we got a free download Tide 100.9 app message from KJ. Justin Jones, do your thing. Yeah, we got an app message from KJ for you to download. You can type to us and send us voice messages even on the app. That's Tide 100.9 on the App Store. This is from KJ, though. It says, I disagree with Corey. Thank God Bryce Young and Will Anderson set the example for the team when they all played last year in the Sugar Bowl. I can't blame them, but I respect you more when you finish what you started with your team. Hmm. Well, KJ, I, you know, I love that. I love when people disagree with me and have an opinion, and I'm not mad at that. I think that's fair. I think that's fair that you believe, hey, finish what you started. But here's the thing. As a former player, I can tell you Bryce Young 
and Will Anderson Jr. had no reason to play in this game. Many people thought they were crazy to play. Matter of fact, if we're being honest, it was a very limited role. It wasn't your typical playing the way they normally play. I think Alabama needed that win against Kansas State last year in the Sugar Bowl. I think it was what that was last year, just the respect that Will Anderson Jr. and Bryce Young has for Nick Saban and the University of Alabama. Let's just be real about it. And their teammates. And their teammates because they had no reason to play. That being said, most people don't do that. Most people don't care about any of that. I mean, they, they feel like they did finish. And just to play in a bowl game to make fans happy or to whatever and try to win, they don't they don't like that. And I just I mean, I get what you're saying. But you know, Christian would would, would never probably opt out. Me? And if I'm gonna if I gotta go make that cheese, I've been broke all my life. I hear what you're saying, KJ. But reality is, if I don't get myself right, and I'm struggling financially, KJ, let's just be honest. You're not putting no checks in the mail to me. You're not, you're not paying my cell phone bill. You're not paying my car payment. So you got to look at, look at it that way, too. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for kids to get to the league. And if they feel like, hey, I need to start early, I need to get a jump on things, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not, they're not finishing what they started. I mean, it's a bowl game, and let's just be real, Bowl games are diluted now. Nobody cares about them unless it's the college football playoffs. Look at what's happening with the Orange Bowl. Look at Florida State. Everybody, all they need to be Georgia winners. Well, we got players transferring. We got players leaving. We got players opting out. I mean, it's the Orange Bowl. But nobody cares. Mm-hmm. 205-342-9904. Real quick, real quick. Let me, let me add that. I, just, I was yeah. just going to say it. I, I get exactly what you're saying, and you know me. Normally, I'm, I'm kind of like KJ. However, I have to agree with you in the sense that they have become diluted. Uh, there's less significance with them, and I'll be honest. I'm not as uh, critical of guys that do choose to do so because I, I do understand the business side of it now, but I also understand um, that, look, like you said, I mean, they just it they just bowl games don't feel the same that they once felt. And I would, would also, to speak on Will Anderson and Bryce Young, I think that's a testament to two things. Number one, their character, right, and their love for their teammates. Because I'm telling you, uh, here at Alabama, it's hard to explain, but I just feel like we, we have a strong brotherhood, right, a strong camaraderie. Uh, and I'm not saying it's not like that other places. I'm sure they also do. But I'm telling you right now, knowing Will and knowing Bryce, they wouldn't have felt right if they didn't play in it because of how close – all of us are, especially when you're voted captain, those guys look up to you, right? It would have been hard as hell for them to look their teammates in the eye and say, I'm not going to be with you guys, right? And that just is a testament to, again, you know, the players, uh, you know, Will and Bryce, but also just the program that we have here at Alabama. For the most part, you got a lot of guys that, that really care about each other. I mean, they go out there and lay it on the line for each other. I mean, I just know my time when I was here, I mean, you, you see how me and all my teammates are. I mean, whether they're when I, guys I played with when I was a freshman and they're older, right, when they were seniors when I, here, when I was here. I mean, we still are, are, are very tight, and that's just kind of how it was because when you play at Alabama, it's not easy. You go through hell, and so that, that makes you bond even closer, and you, you, you really come together uh, uh, as a brotherhood when you play at Alabama just because of you know the adversity you face when you play here and all the things that you go through as a player here. But with that being said, I see both sides of it. I, I, I kind of like the, the the different stance on there. But I'm not going to lie, I'm starting to shift 
more and more towards you only because you're right. I mean, these bowl games, they just they don't feel the same. They don't, and they don't mean anything. I don't care what people say. You look at the stands. I mean, that was a great game on yesterday. I don't know if you saw West Kentucky. I haven't and, watched uh, one bowl game yet. Nah, but it <laughs> came on at 2.30. No, that's but what I'm trying to tell you. No, no, I, I know football. you do, but no, that's what I'm telling you. I, dude, they, they just, I haven't watched one yet. Like, they just don't intrigue me. I'm just, I'm, I'm worried about the playoffs. It's more than football. Than, I mean, the, I, I mean, I'm hurt. Let's get to the phone. <laughs> Ellis, you're up next here, but I want to hold you. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's Christian's fault. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Blame it on me. Woo! Roll Tide! Roll Tide! Yeah, Ric Flair on here for a second, Ellis. That was a Woo. good one. Yeah, that's a good one there, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Sound like the nature boy. Yeah. I don't see how I feel like I am because I've been home uh, sick for the last two days. Oh, no. Are you yeah, feeling better? I fix and go to the doctor today because I just don't buy over-the-counter stuff. It's not worth the money. <laughs> well, yeah, it ain't. It ain't worth the money you pay for it because it don't work. Well, make sure you get checked out. We need we need you uh, healthy yeah, and ready go. to roll. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, the, I'm the go to the doctor guy now more than anybody. You know, go. <laughs> You're the spokesperson. Oh, I'm, I'm going. I, I, I told my doctor, I said, I want a shot. I said, y'all give me a shot. What you got, you a little coldy cold? I, the flu. They, they, you know, that's what's, going, that's what's going around right now. It's uh, chest congested, runny nose, coughing, you know, uh, all yeah, that stuff. No we fever. Need you feel, we need I don't you have no better. fever. Yeah, we need yes, I, I got to. I can't stand this. Um, well, you know what well, they, used to, know, they used to do? They used to do the old, you know, shot in the rear. Kind of get you boosted and make you feel a lot better. I don't know if you ever had one of those, but uh, they work. If that what happens today, so be it. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, bro. It's like, listen, give me what I need to get to get right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but we need you right. And yeah. this is the week. If it's going to happen right before Christmas, you got days to get your strength back. And then be 100% next week because you know you're going to be loud and proud. So we got to get you. We pray oh, for yeah. a, a quick recovery with the doctor to give you what you need, brother. Uh, and if you look, when y'all get a chance, look, and uh, you can see what I made yesterday to to make me feel better. I made some homemade vegetable beef soup. Oh, dang. Ooh. That sounds yeah. my wife made some my wife made some fifteen bean soup last night with turkey. And Ooh. I asked her, I said, Well, I said, What's for dinner? You know, I'm hungry. I was at a friend's house doing some stuff with NIL and collecting stuff and, and she's like, It ain't gonna it's like seven o'clock. She goes, Well, fifteen bean soup is gonna be ready at ten o'clock, ten thirty. I'm like, What? But I didn't wait, so she grilled me some two pieces of chicken. I ate that for dinner. But, yeah, man, it's 15 bean soup with a turkey. Similar to what you got, a lot of beans and vegetables in it, plus turkey, which for my new way of Mediterranean eating fits perfect. I got special hamburger meat I got uh, that was gave to me and then all the fixings that you put in it, you know. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. Tomatoes and yeah. uh, all yeah. kinds of stuff, yeah. Yeah, oak green corn, you know, green beans, green yep, peas. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Long <laughs> uh, beef is lean. We good. I'm on both sides of the what y'all was talking about. Right. You know, because uh like Christian said, 
You know, it's probably like that everywhere, but it ain't like it is at Alabama. Uh, how the teammates are so close. It's just different down there at Alabama. That's right. Uh, it's it's like, like the standard. Like you said, it's the standard down there. So. Yeah. Well, that was definitely, uh, people were totally shocked at Will Anderson Jr. and Bryce Young last year. I mean, it was like no, I will. Uh, but, you know, uh, it, like you said, you know, if you've been uh, in a family that didn't have money, didn't have much, you know, and you got a chance to go and and be something, you know, because yeah. like y'all said, uh, the bowl games really don't mean anything anymore, you know. No. The 41 bowls, I mean, if not comfortable playoffs, I mean, it's unfortunate because bowls were, you know, especially when you get the New Year's Day bowls, I mean, it was amazing. But now, not so much. So, uh, and, and one more thing, I'll let you go because I know you got to go. Uh, I hope our basketball team gets better on defense. Yeah, that's definitely going to be needed. I do too, man. I watched that game against Creighton because I don't know if you watched it the other night, man. They were right there, I mean, but they were like four for five or 20-something threes. And, and Creighton, who, not very athletic, but, man, they play great sound basketball, great fundamentals. Alabama's crazy talented. But they Alabama might be the best four-loss team in the country. I mean, I think but I, they're, get, they're getting right by SEC play. Yes. And and I and, uh, uh, still got love for my man, what is it, Sears? Yep, Mark Sears. Yes, yes. That, that young man is amazing and awesome. To watch. Yeah, he's awesome, and they they gonna be okay. They, they plan a tough schedule. So, all right, Ellis, yeah. man, get well. Let us know about, about your doctor's visit. I'll be praying for you, brother. All right, roll time. Roll, roll time. Get well to my man, Ellis. One more quick, Danny. Been patient with Danny. Take us home, brother. You up next? Hey, brother. Good morning. Hey, I, good I, morning. I wanna, first off, I want to first off establish the, the last time diehard Alabama fan that, that I am. Growing up, I had three subject matters on my wall, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, Charlie's Angels, and Alabama football. So for all my life, <laughs> years old, okay? Here's, oh, here's the thing. From a, from a fan perspective, I'm going to have to respect and disagree with, uh, with with Corey Miller, I guess, for the, for the first time. And I'm shocked at Thank that. But these bowl games, these bowl games mean a lot. It's, it's 2014. We we have not missed a game except for Pasadena and Indiana. It's only two Alabama bowl games that we've missed. The college football playoffs, bowl games, it doesn't matter. We're going to go there and support the Tide. And as a fan, we, we make a lot of sacrifices to do that as far as cash goes. I mean, because it's pretty expensive to travel like that. But I feel like I want to go support the team because I'm a diehard fan. I'm loyal to my team. You know, It doesn't matter to me if they go to the Rose Bowl or if they go to the, the Fiesta Bowl. I'm going to be at either one of them. That's just how we are. So the thing is, it should be that important to the players to play in that. I get the future, and they're they're keeping themselves healthy for the future. I get that, man. But you know, on the on the other side of that, as a fan, I want to see that best Alabama team out here. I, mean, I want to see the best team on the field to play. And you know, the fans make a lot of sacrifice to get to those games, so they should be able to see those those great players. I'm not disagreeing with you, Dan. I think your points are excellent, and I think they're fair. You know, I'm just trying to look at it from the opposite side as well. But I think you're, I think you're right too, Kristen. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with them. 
Uh, but at the same time, I just look at the, the business side of it and, and understand that side, too. So I'm, I'm kind of split. I used to be more so towards Danny's side, but now I'm kind of split down the middle. But, Danny, we got to get out of here. Thanks so much for the call, and uh, appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Yeah, Danny's spot on. I mean, I get it, and the fans do deserve and it's unfortunate that this this is what college football is today. All right, we got to get out of here. Don't forget, rush around the SEC tomorrow here on a Wednesday on the Tide, 100.9, 1230 AM WTBC. For Justin Jones, Christian Miller, I'm the pastor, Payne, Corey Miller. May the Lord bless you, keep you. Heaven and earth made to smile upon you. May the Lord give you his peace. 23 hours, we'll be back. Big news sports is next. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Sports Daily.